Conference realignment is all of the rage these days, and we're talking Gonzaga to the Pac-12 because, boy, howdy, does it seem like the Pac-12 needs the Zags right now. You are Locked on Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the crossover special of the Locked On Zags podcast. I'm Andy Patton, host of Locked On Zags. He's Spencer McLaughlin. I'll try pointing this way. He's Spencer <laughs> McLaughlin of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. We are breaking down all things Zags to the Pac-12. Today's episode of the Locked On Zags and Locked On Pac-12 podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Spencer, conference realignment. I have to imagine it's just about the only thing you have been talking about on the Locked On Pac-12 podcast for uh, just about a year now. Oh, we're going on. We're going on a couple months here. We're yeah. deep into the weeds. Yeah, well, I have to imagine so. With the SMU rumors, San Diego State rumors, everything that has been going down, uh, I'm glad we have the opportunity to talk about Gonzaga to the Pac-12 because it's an interesting but not super thoroughly explored option. And obviously the PAC 12 has had their reservations about non big research academic institutions in the past. That has been kind of something that has been tossed around as a argument against Gonzaga for a long time. The PAC 12 didn't need to talk about realignment, so it didn't really matter, but I, I, I kind of want to start just by talking to you about your, your overall thoughts and we can kind of get more into the weeds as we go on uh, about what, Gonzaga would bring to the Pac-12 and what that could potentially look like, as I know you've explored many different schools that could be options for this, for the conference. Yeah, well, first, I, I'd like to point out that the beginning of this particular segment, for those of you watching on YouTube, is why we are <laughs> podcasters and not weathermen. Uh, that is definitely why we're in uh, this, uh, this, this particular space. But I, I would love for Gonzaga to be added to the Pac-12. Yeah. Is it realistic? No, probably not. At mm -hmm. this point in time. Yeah. And this is a point that I've raised many a times mm -hmm. on the show, but we'll bring up again because it's relevant here. Mm -hmm. The people who vote for realignment, it is not an athletic director. It is not a fan base. Yeah. It is not a football coach. It is not a coach of any kind. It is a university president. Mm -hmm. Do they factor in athletics very heavily into that decision? Yes, 100% they do. Sure. But are they the people who are going to just look at athletics and say, this is the only thing we need to make the conference stronger? The answer is definitively no. Mm -hmm. And you may say, well, USC and UCLA went to the Big Ten and blah. Mm -hmm. USC and UCLA were elite academic and research institutions yeah. that in that space are 100% fits in the Big Ten mm -hmm. in, in every conceivable way. UCLA yeah. is like the most applied to and one of the most selective public schools yeah. in the entire country. It is a big time school. They mm -hmm. do a lot of research at both those places. So yes, the athletics, the TV market, mm -hmm. big time factor for the Big Ten. But also they looked at the academics and said, yeah, okay, those places fit in the Big Ten, which they absolutely do. So that is a roadblock for mm -hmm. Gonzaga to get into the Pac-12. But if you're just looking at it athletically, I would love to mm -hmm. add the Bulldogs, especially right now. Yeah. Because Pac-12 basketball, which I've talked about very sparingly on my <laughs> show for the last couple months, mm -hmm. because it's nothing to write home about, really, mm -hmm. outside of Arizona and UCLA, 
Yeah. It's really, really weak right now. And frankly, it hasn't ever been a huge strength of the conference. I mean, mm-hmm. Arizona's been there, and it's huge that you're going to keep the Wildcats most likely right. in this round of realignment as we await the media deal. At least as we record this, we, we await the media deal. <laughs> right. I, I, I hope and pray um, <laughs> that, it's, that, it's, that it's on its way. But losing UCLA mm-hmm. is a big blow. And yeah. you, like USC has been good and solid, but they're much more replaceable yeah. on, on the basketball court, much like UCLA is more replaceable on the football field. Like UCLA's yeah. had their moments for mm-hmm. sure, but in theory, a San Diego State or an SMU mm-hmm. over a 15-year span, if they grow, make the commitments, make the right coaching hires, could become what mm-hmm. UCLA has been on the football field mm-hmm. in the long run, right? Basketball-wise, it's harder to replace, I think, what UCLA – has been because they've right. really been along with Arizona, the flagship basketball school for the mm-hmm. conference. And if you added Gonzaga, it'd be a great fit. You would yep. strengthen the league immediately. People can say whatever they want about Gonzaga. If they stepped into the Pac-12 in what is unquestionably, as you and I were talking about before we came on to record, a down year yeah. for the Bulldogs, in which mm-hmm. they're still inside the top 20, they mm-hmm. would be the number three team in the Pac-12. So mm-hmm. would San Diego State, by the way, which is why yeah. I'm partially excited about adding the Aztecs because I mm-hmm. love college basketball. But yeah. Is it a realistic option? Probably not, at least at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Things could change maybe in the next go-round, but I, I don't know You know, kind of the, the full academic profile of Gonzaga or how much research they do. But if they're yeah. not a high-level research institution, mm-hmm. Pac-12 presidents are going to push back on that. But maybe they would make an exception. Here, here's, the, here's the sliver of optimism I could think of here, Andy. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would make an exception if it's just in one sport. Right. And they're not an actual member and they just get to play their basketball there. Maybe they would feel differently about it. I would love that. I'm not sure if Gonzaga would do that, to be perfectly honest. I I think an interesting part of this for Gonzaga is they're trying to get a bidding war. I don't think that's incredibly secret. They want the Big 12 has expressed some interest, but hasn't formalized an offer. I don't know if they will formalize an offer, but for Gonzaga, they are content to stay in the WCC. Some people will think they shouldn't be and that's fine that's understandable but they have a they have a good deal from the conference right now the conference has given them a bigger piece of the puzzle financially in terms of making the NCAA tournament they made some concessions in part because about five years ago Gonzaga threatened to leave to the Mountain West uh, and it got to the point where they had the Mountain West president's vote on whether they would accept Gonzaga as a member the vote was unanimous and then suddenly the WCC started making some concessions and started kind of backtracking a little bit and finding ways to, to keep Gonzaga in the conference. So Gonzaga has an okay deal and PAC 12 basketball do not get it twisted. It is better top to bottom than the WCC, even without UCLA and USC, it is better, but it is is closer than I would like it to be. It is not that much better. Exactly. I mean, like you look at the bottom of the, of the PAC 12 is Cal and Oregon state. The bottom of the WCC is Pacific and Pepperdine. They're not that far apart. Like it's pretty, <laughs> really it's pretty sad uh, for, for huge schools like Cal and, and Oregon State to be in that situation. Stanford hasn't been great. Washington hasn't been great. The middle of the conference is definitively better than the middle of the WCC. That's where the advantage is. And certainly going to Oregon versus going to San Francisco, you know, you talk about a, a more difficult road game and a, a better, you know, in the net and all that stuff. It's going to help them. But right now, the Big 12 is going to put basically every single one of their teams in the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, the, I mean, the Gonzaga is not really a candidate for the ACC, the Big East or the SEC, maybe the Big East right now. But all of those conferences are doing significantly more 
than the Pac-12 is right now from a men's basketball perspective. So for Gonzaga, if they feel fairly content with where they are now, jumping ship to the Pac-12 for a gain, but not necessarily a huge gain, when they might be sniffing the, you know, they might be getting close to the Big 12. Maybe they can convince somebody in the Big East. And, you know, again, we, we don't, we're not privy to all those conversations that are happening, but we know that they are happening. And so if I'm Gonzaga, I'm probably not taking whatever the Pac-12 offers unless I feel confidently that it is my only option. Yeah, and the Big East question, mm-hmm. I I think the Big 12 is a much more logical fit yeah. for the Zags, but definitely. I could I could definitely see with the number of different conferences mm-hmm. that you've mentioned that have courted the Zags at one time or another, it feels like it would be a leverage play. Mm-hmm. For for the most part, they could yeah. be serious about going to one conference, but the Big East, which doesn't have football anymore, mm-hmm. that's not going to get you the sort of money right. to offset the massive, massive increase in travel costs mm-hmm. that that would, you know, put upon the university. So they'd be footing the bill for that themselves, and I don't think they'd do that. But Mountain West or the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. I could see it. The Big Twelve certainly has much more money than the Mountain West, yeah. but you wouldn't have to travel quite as far for, for mm-hmm. some Mountain West programs and such. I, I think that could be a fit as well. But I, I think if you're Gonzaga, it's it's a pretty smart thing if this is just all kind of, you know, rumor and speculation mm-hmm. just to be a leverage play yeah. to try and get even even more money because that's, you know, ultimately mm-hmm. kind of the goal of the university at, at sure. some levels to make as much money as they can, yeah. including for their athletic department and yeah, you could maybe get more if you go here or there, but then that introduces a lot of unknown variables. And mm-hmm. what, what you know about Gonzaga right now, where they're located and you know where they're at conference-wise in the WCC, they're going to win the league just about every year or have yeah. a share of uh, the title and such. They can recruit some of the top players in the country, right? We saw that with mm-hmm. Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren, right? Like those, yep. you, you can recruit with the big 12s of the world. You don't need to up your conference in mm-hmm. order to increase the caliber of your program necessarily. Some places do, yeah. right? San Diego State might right. or SMU might if they join the Pac-12, and I hope win. Mm-hmm. But Gonzaga's not in that position. They can right. win a national championship as they are right now. That mm-hmm. is no no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, we've seen them get to the game twice yeah. in the last, what, six years or so, mm-hmm. and how many other programs have done that. So you right. say whatever they want you want about you know the record and the conference that they're in, but mm-hmm. I, I would love for them to come to the Pac-12 in a basketball-only capacity. I think it'd mm-hmm. be really fun, help make the league more competitive. And if you could add Gonzaga after you lose USC and UCLA in addition to San Diego State, mm-hmm. that, that'd be really, really good for, for Pac-12 basketball. And geographically, yeah. It's it's kind of a fit on one hand and kind of not on the other because I don't know what Washington and Washington State would say yeah. because they've struggled basketball-wise really – gosh, I, I don't think either is – I mean, Washington won a tournament game I think like four or five years ago maybe, but that's kind of an it. Yeah. So would they want to introduce a team into the conference that would make them the second and third most mm-hmm. respected teams in, in the league? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that because I'm curious kind of what the Pac-12 individual member schools in various other places, how they might respond to the idea of Gonzaga joining the Pac-12. So let's get into that here uh, in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, FanDuel. 
The midpoint of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 that is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Maybe you like DeMontis Sabonis to keep putting up huge numbers for Sacramento. Maybe you like Zach Collins in his new role with the Spurs. Maybe you want to make an exclusive bet like Corey Kispert hitting two threes in the first three minutes of Washington's next game. FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Spencer, segment two here, still crossing it over, locked on Pac-12, locked on Zags, talking about Gonzaga joining the Pac-12 conference. And we kind of talked a little bit about some of the financials, some of the hurdles, some of the various things that, that kind of go into this decision as you have been uh, really, really dialed into everything going on with conference realignment uh, in the Pac-12 over the last couple of months. I do kind of want to talk about what other member institutions kind of might think about Gonzaga joining the Pac-12, because... We've talked about it a little bit on our podcast. We've kind of talked about the Big 12 rumors a bit more extensively and like, oh, brings back the BYU rivalry. Uh, you know, what that Baylor, obviously, a, a game that Gonzaga's played a handful of times and has some bad blood with. And, and the Pac-12 would be interesting, obviously, from a geographic perspective, but it would bring back Gonzaga-Washington State, which has been a game that hasn't been played in about 10 years because Gonzaga basically said, Nah, this isn't really worth it to us. That that rankled some feathers in Pullman, and I kind of understand why. Uh, obviously, Gonzaga and Washington have had a rivalry that was paused for a long time because of also bad blood between the programs. Like, I love the idea of these teams that have this kind of bad blood having to play twice a year, but you kind of alluded to it before we went to the break there. Washington and Washington State probably don't necessarily want this to happen. Yeah, I, I think it's reasonable, and, and I'm, I, I don't have an insider's take mm -hmm. here, but I, I think it's reasonable to look at it from the, the coaching standpoints for Mike Hopkins at, at UW and Kyle mm -hmm. Smith at Washington State, who, you know, obviously Mark Few knows quite yeah. well, and, and say, look, we're, we're struggling against the Pac-12 as is, and they might want to have a conference that is a little bit weaker than mm -hmm. it, it even is right now, which is certainly right. what it will be with USC and UCLA gone. And, and the reason I think coaches would be more okay with that is basketball versus football. Mm -hmm. are very, very different when you're talking about getting into the postseason. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier to go through a weaker conference, mm -hmm. have a strong record, and get into March Madness, obviously, because there's a lot more teams, but also mm -hmm. it's just viewed a lot differently than it is in college football, even right. with the 12-team playoff, right? So I think your conference pedigree is important, and that's why mm -hmm. some coaches would say, hey, I'd love to add Gonzaga. They're a really good mm -hmm. team. It would give you a chance for, for more quality wins on the one hand, right. but are quality wins what the league is lacking for getting mm -hmm. teams into the tournament? Right now that answer is no. Right. right now the answer is 
some places don't have the right coaches. Some places mm-hmm. don't have the right level of commitment. Some places just haven't figured out how to win in the league mm-hmm. at, as it has been. Right. And the the idea of softening it a little bit mm-hmm. could be more appealing on, on mm-hmm. that front. But what you also have to factor in is this is a basketball-only conversation, obviously, because Gonzaga sure. doesn't have football. Mm-hmm. And basketball is not the driving factor for the media rights deals. Now, it's, it's mm-hmm. a factor, but it's probably – now what 10 15 percent yeah. of of the valuations like the mm-hmm. bulk of the money here is coming from football so that's right. where the bulk of the attention is going to be mm-hmm. and so this would be a very niche ad for the pac-12 right and i think it would help them in a number of ways but you would have to get approval from i think you'd need eight out of ten or let's mm-hmm. say you know san diego state and smu are added first you need a three-fourths vote so right you need what's that eight out of or I can't do twelve. I can't, nine, nine. You need nine, nine, out, yes. you need nine out of twelve. Mm-hmm. I was almost at eight out of twelve, but that yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not a math major, so nine out of twelve would have to approve. And mm-hmm. would they? I mean, some would probably see the value in it. I imagine you know if they if they did get a vote whenever this happens, because this could be you know a consideration that happens now. It, mm-hmm. it could also be a consideration that happens six years from now, right? When right. the Pac-12 media deal, whenever it gets mm-hmm. uh, announced. When it's up again for renegotiation, mm-hmm. by that time, San Diego State and SMU might have a bigger seat at the table to be able to say, we want to add them, we don't want, want right. to add them. I'm not privy to how all those details sort of work, but I mm-hmm. imagine there is an element of, hey, you're the new kid on the block. You're not going to come in here and start dictating terms to everybody. Sure. Like, sure, that's sure, not sure. How, you you got you to pay your due a little bit on that mm-hmm. front. But, you know, Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, had some interesting comments recently talking mm-hmm. about how he feels that basketball is kind of undervalued and right. that he feels, you know, if um, I don't remember if he gave percentages, but basically saying like, look, it's a small part of the consideration for the meteorites deals now. Mm-hmm. But going forward, he wonders if that could change because March mm-hmm. Madness has become just so big. Yeah. And it, there, there is a lot of value for a conference to have a team make a deep run. And mm-hmm. the money partially goes back to the team, but it goes to the conference, actually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Big 12 is in a better spot on the basketball front than the Pac-12 right. because they have a higher chance of sending a team deep into the tournament. But if right. the Big 12 were to, you know, have all their teams lose by the second round, nobody gets to the Sweet 16 and makes it out of the mm-hmm. first weekend, and Arizona and UCLA were to somehow both end up in, like, the Elite Eight or the Final right. Four, getting a round or mm-hmm. get, getting a game – in each progressive round right. is worth more and more. And, and the value of March Madness is tremendous and mm-hmm. it's, it's still only going up. So I wonder if those sorts of considerations, if, if it's going up enough for mm-hmm. PAC 12 presidents to say, okay, this is a bigger part of our media consideration. We need to have some basketball pedigree. Mm-hmm. We're losing USC and UCLA SMU basketball will probably struggle in the Pac-12, yeah. given what they've done in the American. San Diego State will probably be very good. I mean, San right. Diego State could be a consistent. I mean, they'd be the third best team at least, mm-hmm. uh, probably probably third best team in the Pac-12 right now. Yeah. But if you add Pac-12 money, you add mm-hmm. Pac-12 label, Power 5 yeah. recruiting, like yeah. they could take a major step forward oh, easily. And, and quickly. But yeah. how much of a factor going forward is that going to be for the league? Mm-hmm. Only only time will tell. Because then, would you want to have 13 teams? Can you make that work with scheduling? Those are details right. that we don't have to figure out, but right. that other people would have to uh, as well. But mm-hmm. I would certainly be down for it. Absolutely. Well, I think Gonzaga, too, like, they 
they're in an interesting spot because the Big 12 has coveted them in some capacity. We don't know all the details there, but they have it. And it feels to me like the Big 12 is kind of, like you said, their their football is fine. It's not great. They're a much better basketball conference than they are a football conference. Your mark is not pretending that's not true. He is not seeming to, to indicate anything otherwise. And so for them, it kind of makes sense to be like, maybe we just lean even further into basketball. We make this a juggernaut. We're adding Houston next year. Houston is a fine football program, but that's a pretty prominent basketball ad for them more than anything else. Whereas the Pac-12, like the Pac-12's power is in football. I mean, I don't think there's any debate about that, especially with these moves. I mean, using losing USC obviously hurts from a football perspective. So does using losing UCLA. But it feels to me like the Pac-12 is going to continue to prioritize football. And I don't think they shouldn't do that necessarily, but it does put them in an interesting spot of like, do we want Gonzaga? Do we want to figure out how we have to renegotiate a contract for them financially because they're not getting football money? How does that work? And, and Gonzaga's media footprint is going to be smaller compared to every other Pac-12 school or every other Power 5 school. But their media footprint from a college basketball perspective is huge. I mean, it's really big. Like they have exclusive deals with ESPN. They have deals with CBS. They're on national TV all of the time, even when they're playing, you know, teams that a lot of people on the East Coast have not heard of. You know, they're like they the Notre, they're like the Notre Dame yeah, of college basketball. Exactly. And they and they've done some stuff this year to continue to prove how significant their media footprint is. And this is more speculation on my part. I want to make that clear. But when Gonzaga played an exhibition game against Tennessee on pay-per-view, I think there was a kind of behind the scenes plan to see what that to kind of data mine and figure out how many people are paying pay-per-view to watch an exhibition game between Gonzaga and Tennessee. Gonzaga played Baylor on Peacock. That was an NIL opportunity for the student athletes on both Baylor and Gonzaga's rosters, but it also provided an opportunity to be like, Hey, look at how many people in so-and-so geographic area, you know, got a seven day subscription to Peacock did this so-and-so. So I think Gonzaga is doing everything they can to get information, gather data, figure out where their footprint really resides. And from a PAC 12 perspective, I think there's a lot to like about adding Gonzaga. As you mentioned, it's probably preferable to the conference to only add the men's and women's basketball programs. That's not as preferable to Gonzaga because the WCC is not going to be like, yeah, we'll happily just hold on to the rest of your teams while you take the big moneymaker. The WCC is going to say, you know, you got to figure something else out with those programs. And if uh, Gonzaga's AD goes to the baseball coach and says, hey, we're going to dump you guys in the big sky, I think there's going to have a mutiny on their hands. So so that's an issue that Gonzaga is going to have to figure out. And if, you know, again, if if the bidding war does kind of show up. Uh, and one of these big conferences is more willing to take Gonzaga as an entire athletic entity. I think that's a pretty big benefit. I'm not sure if the Pac-12 is going to be willing to do that. Certainly, if they are, that's a big benefit of like, hey, we don't have to fly our tennis teams to uh, West Virginia, you know, yeah. every single year. We can just, you know, they're going to be going to California and Oregon, basically the same as it is now. Like the travel in the Pac-12 is almost identical to the travel in the WCC. In fact, it's probably a little bit less because they got Washington State and Washington uh, kind of closer by. So a lot of different factors here, a lot of interesting things that I think are going to kind of shake out. But uh, ultimately, it's going to come down to money. It always comes down right. to money. And how these conferences are willing to cut Gonzaga in is something that I'm very fascinated by because it's going to be unprecedented. It's going to be something we've never really seen before. Notre Dame's the best example. UConn having a, you know, having a football team out on the side is, is vaguely similar, but not really. Like I, I think this is going to be a really unique, potentially like college sports altering type of deal if it ends up coming together for Gonzaga and either the Big 12 or the Pac-12 just because their brand is so unique. Uh, and it's something I'm, I'm really excited to keep tracking.
Yeah, if they were to join the Pac-12, I think it would be basketball only. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I really struggle to get over the hurdle of mm-hmm. the presidents are driving these realignment moves, yep. and I just don't see them adding Gonzaga as a full-time member to the conference. But mm-hmm. it will go back to the money question, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. on, on with, with regards to is Gonzaga able to bring enough to the table mm-hmm. financially in the basketball front, and is that worth it enough? Mm-hmm. for us to incorporate them into the league. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that question. You don't mm-hmm. know the answer to that question. <laughs> That's something Pac-12 presidents have to figure mm-hmm. out on on their own accord. But mm-hmm. the Big 12 is different because they are not like the Pac-12. They are not going to only add schools that are right. you know, high academic ranking or research institutions. Mm-hmm. They will add anybody, and they are much more sports-driven. And the Pac-12... Yeah kind of cares well they they care about sports football more than basketball for sure Mm -hmm. but they are prioritizing academics as presidents because that's just the culture of the league Mm -hmm. far more than the big 12 Mm -hmm. so gonzaga not being an elite research institution i think they have solid academics though right it's yeah yeah yeah. they're 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 solid on that front are they an Mm -hmm. aau school do you know uh yes think interesting they would actually they would be just this if if they are Mm-hmm. They'd be just the second AAU school, mm-hmm. uh, which is the American Alliance of Universities. I think it's basically mm-hmm. like a a coalition and a label. It's it's definitely very very elitist and very academically ivory tower sort of vibes, right? But mm-hmm. the Pac-12 has, I think, every school. I'm pretty sure is an AAU member or close to it, mm-hmm. and then they're adding schools or they're looking at adding schools that are only in that same ballpark or. Our elite act or our elite research institutions as well. The Big Twelve, on the other hand, only has one AAU member in its entire conference right now, going forward, and that's Kansas. Yeah, and they don't have any really high level research schools. Baylor's like kind of close, but mm-hmm. not really on on, on the Pac twelve's level. Though I think the Pac twelve could have added could have added Baylor and such, but mm-hmm. they don't have the depth at that that level. And I bring all this up to say that's why the big 12 could go after Gonzaga. Yeah. And when you're losing Oklahoma and Texas, mm-hmm. Oklahoma hasn't been amazing at basketball, but they've had their moments for sure. Yeah. They had a final four run with buddy healed, beat my beloved yeah. ducks in the final or in the elite eight. Right. Tragically. But Texas is now looking really, really good. Even after the whole Chris beard debacle. Mm-hmm. So they might look at it and say, this is, you know, what we do best. They've won the mm-hmm. last two national championships and we want to add that caliber of program mm-hmm. and we don't need to worry about academics. We can just look at athletics and say, okay, Gonzaga, do you want to come be a part of the Big 12? I think the fit there is very, very real. Mm-hmm. The financials, look, maybe Brett Yormark is, you know, making that comment about, I think basketball is undervalued because his league is way stronger in basketball sure. right now than football. And it's not even particularly close. Like no. big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country mm-hmm. right now. Football wise. They are not, not De- def- <laughs> definitely, definitely. Not. I know TCU just went to the national championship game. Mm-hmm. They are not the best football conference, not close to it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's, you know, that could be a tongue in cheek comment from him. Mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of covering his own bases and trying sure. to get that momentum going. But I think there could be something real there. I've always been a huge college basketball fan. And March Madness mm-hmm. is, you know, the only way the NCAA actually makes makes money because they're mm-hmm. not involved with the college football playoff at all. So totally. I, I think it's interesting. I think the Big 12 is a better fit for Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. But if they could add them in some capacity, they being the Pac-12 mm-hmm. in a basketball-only way, I would be on board with that because I think it could bring – 
the sort of competitive depth you want to have in the league and also kind of force other schools to up the ante a bit. Right. That's you what know, I was like say, you yeah. can't get complacent going mm-hmm. up against other middling Pac-12 schools if Gonzaga's there because they will come through and they will roll everybody. Yeah, so exactly. I, I think it's it's a fascinating conversation, not likely to end up in the Pac-12, but I don't think you can rule it out. Well, I'll say a couple things real quick before we before we end here. First of all, Gonzaga is not an AAU school. Look that up real quick. So okay. got that out of the way. Uh, also, like I'm curious your thoughts on the Pac-12's kind of reservations regarding adding schools that don't fit their specific needs. Because I think you could make an argument that the Pac-12's resistance to add BYU many years ago, and BYU's got a lot of other factors that that make them a bit more unique, and we don't have to we don't have to get into all that necessarily. But the Pac-12 basically steadfastly refused to add them, didn't add Baylor, didn't add a couple other schools that they potentially had the opportunity to add in part because they have this these high standards, which I don't think is bad. But when you when you kind of get undercut the way that they did with USC and UCLA leaving, and now they kind of have to scramble and they don't get the opportunity to to go to a school like BYU or to go to some of those other programs, like, do you think that those that that high standard that they have set is it going to come back to bite them? Has it already happened? Like, is that kind of the situation we're in with the conference right well, now? Well, that depends on how you define coming back to bite. Sure, you. Does it limit your upside from a television standpoint? Yes, because mm-hmm. of the four schools the Big Twelve is adding. The only one that brings a lot of TV value is BYU. Sure. And it's, you know, fairly sizable on on that front. But mm-hmm. is it going to be the undoing of the Pac-12? I think that answer is no. Yeah. Right? Can you look at it, you know, five years from now and say, man, what would they have been? Or even right now, if they had been aggressive and mm-hmm. gone out and added, you know, X program, Y program, and Z program. Yes. I think mm-hmm. that is that is completely fair. So I don't remember people talking about the Pac-12 needing to add schools back in 2019. No one was talking about that. (laughs) Right, exactly. It was not a hot topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. And the unfortunate part for the league here is they weren't in that, you know, forward-thinking, aggressive mindset at the time. Okay, few conferences really were other than the SEC. But, uh, you know, that was the SEC. But this means more, right? Yeah, yeah in, in many ways, that is, uh, that is very, very true. But no one was really saying that at the time, like, oh, you have to go out and do this or the league's right. going to die. And the Pac-12 internally did have conversations about that. Mm-hmm. And you know who was pushing back on adding other programs and schools to the league? There were a couple of schools. One mm-hmm. of them kind of leading the charge was USC. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> who then turn around and led the charge with UCLA to bolt for the Big Ten. So fight on, right? USC did them dirty here in yeah, a big, real. big way. And look, is it a lesson going forward that you should be ahead of the curve rather than behind it? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it also a lesson that you shouldn't always put your trust exclusively in your flagship institutions because mm-hmm. their interests might be elsewhere. Yeah. I think that is, comp- you know, that this LA schools to the big 10 move has reshifted our thinking mm-hmm. and our approach on that front. But I, I do think the league can survive going forward thrive. Mm-hmm. That's contingent upon certain schools and certain programs succeeding athletically mm-hmm. at a consistent and at a high level. But is it in a place where I'm worried about it absolutely collapsing? No, I'm I'm not. I think 
there are plenty of people, apparently, or so I've learned <laughs> since talking about it on my show, who think that I do not share that particular viewpoint. Sure. So I, I think the Pac-12 uh, can be fine going forward. But yeah, if you could go back in time, mm -hmm. I think you would add probably at least two, maybe four schools. Yeah. You know, BYU, natural fit against Utah for sure. Got mm -hmm. some TV appeal there. But institutionally, they don't fit with the Pac-12. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the two you'd want to go back and get are Baylor and Houston. Yeah, I, I think those two being in the state of Texas, natural travel partners, good mm -hmm. brands, good media markets. Like, yep. I think those are the two that if I could go back to 2019 in a time machine and talk to <laughs> then Commissioner Larry Scott and say, you need to go get these teams here. And they, again, explore those sorts of options. If you go way, way back to like the mid-2010s, I was hearing Josh Pate on uh, Late Kick talk about this. Larry Scott, actually, of all people, the disastrous commissioner that yeah. he was way back when, before any realignment talk was, you know, this dramatic or this hyped up and such, mm -hmm. wanted a 16-team conference that included Ooh. the University of Texas. Wow. Yeah. They couldn't make all the details work out, and people mm -hmm. thought it was ridiculous at the time, but... I'll give the guy credit for that one idea because that was a forward-thinking idea. But then yeah. they backed off on all that sort of, of stuff, and then they got their legs cut out from under him as, as a result. But it's all it, – I'm just ready for the media deal, man. I just yeah. want to see – I want to yeah. see what it is, and I want to see what exactly they're able to get and how that pertains to the long-term viability of the conference going forward. Well, Spencer McLaughlin, Locked On Pac-12, tons of fantastic content. Also, Locked On Ducks, tons of great stuff about conference realignment, about everything going on. Thank you so much. Love the crossover episodes. Love the opportunity to explore Gonzaga to the Pac-12. Uh, it's always a, always a fun conversation. Yes, indeed, Andy. Good to talk with you, man.